Hi, listeners. Welcome to another episode of my podcast. This is a podcast for learners of English as a second language. That means including me, because I'm also as a learner of English as a second language. Yes, you might say I'm an English teacher. And yes, you're right. I am an English teacher. I have studied English teaching at a university. Yeah, but I'm a non-native English teacher. It means I have a lot of challenges regarding English learning. There is a lot of space or room for improvement for me, of course. I think uh, everybody knows what I'm talking about here. If you are a non-native speaker, it means your mother tongue is not English. Most of you were probably born just like me in a family where they didn't speak English as a first language. So English is something you have to learn throughout your life. English is not your mother tongue, as we say. Now, some of you who have just come across my podcast are, of course, thinking about this. You are saying to yourselves, okay, I want to improve my listening skills. Maybe I could listen to a podcast. Okay, let's have a look at podcasts there are on the market, where there is Luke's English podcast. Yeah, guys, go for Luke's English podcast number one. I definitely recommend this because Luke is a wonderful guy and he does great podcasts. It has quality. He is a quality teacher and he's fun. But maybe you have listened to all his episodes and you want to try something new. Obviously, common sense would tell you that you must go for another native speaker. If I were you, if I were in your position, I would do the same. I would try to find someone like Luke, who is funny, who can speak English very well, who is a native speaker. Another podcaster who can speak English as the first language. So this is kind of a disadvantage for me, of course. Uh, no, I'm not talking just about Luke's English podcast. I'm talking about the fact that I'm a non-native and there are so many people who can speak English as a first language, so whose accent is just perfect. And uh, you have a wide range of vocabulary and uh, they don't make mistakes at all. Yes, I realize this. I realize uh, that I am, in, uh, I am disadvantaged this way. I am. But maybe I could somehow make up for it. How could I make up for it? Maybe it's, you know, with my enthusiasm, with positive attitude, and maybe also with some empathy. I could empathize with you. Because I am in the same position just like you. I know what it feels like to be learning English as a second language. I have been through some difficult periods. I have got stuck. I was kind of, um, I had these plateaus, you know, plateaus are uh, like stagnating periods where, uh, in which you are not moving up. You are staying and remaining at the same level. I have had this for a long time now. And I want to go up. And that's why I'm doing this podcast, actually. So maybe you could relate to my own experience somehow. Maybe this could be beneficial to you in a way. I believe it could. So although I realize I, this is a big disadvantage for me, that I'm a non-native uh, English podcaster, I think there is still something I can offer. Okay, and maybe I'll, it's 
the hard work I will do here. Maybe it's the enthusiasm. Maybe it's just different point of view. Maybe slightly unbiased, slightly objective, because I wasn't born in the culture of native speakers. And at the same time, I love it. I'm learning their language and I, I'm obsessed. I'm fascinated by it. Okay, enough of this chatter. I'm recording the ninth podcast and I'm getting this feeling that I have forgotten to say something. Yes, uh, I haven't really explicitly stated where you can listen to my podcasts. There are basically three places when you can get hold of them. First of all, it's the Podomatic site. Uh, secondly, it's, the, it's my YouTube channel. And thirdly, it's um, in my uh, group on Facebook. To make it simple, you just type Zdeniek's English Podcast. Zdeniek, it's my first name. It is spelled Z-D-E-N-E-K. Then you have the apostrophe and S, English Podcast. You type it on podomatic.com or youtube.com or facebook.com. In all of these three platforms, you can type it in the, in the search engine and I'm sure you will find my podcast episodes. Apparently, you don't need to fight this episode. That is the ninth episode called How Are You? Why? Because you're just listening to it, aren't you? Well, you must be listening to it now. Otherwise, it doesn't make much sense, does it? You probably know where you press the play button on which side or how you got hold of it. I have said it about twice already that this is the ninth episode. But I have to remind you once again, so three times lucky, because the next episode is going to be the Jubilee episode number 10. Okay, it's a bit of commitment. I'll have to do something special. And how can I do something more special than the previous episode where my students featured? I'll have to think about that and see what I can do about it. Now, about this episode, I received a request from a girl named Yesi, who is from far Indonesia. And she asked me if I could do something for lower level students, some podcast, because uh, she says I use... Uh, overcomplicated structures. I was, I thought about it a bit, and uh, I'm also doing this podcast to improve my English. So I can't really go down as far as the level is concerned. I can't, I can't carry on sim simplifying my language too much, which is something I have to do. For example, when I teach elementary school students or students, uh, um, uh, little children, I have to simplify my language. But here I don't want to do it. But what I decided to do so that I would make the girl at least a little bit happy is to choose a subject which would somehow um, reflect uh, her needs. In this episode I'm gonna talk about the phrase how are you. In this episode I'm gonna analyze it from all different angles and I'd like to encourage those who think this is something really easy for them to stay because maybe you will find out that even you can learn something from this. How are you? I think all of my listeners now listening to my podcast, to this episode, for sure they know what this means. They understand this expression. Or not? 
Why is nobody answering? I don't know. Maybe it's because you think this question is just ridiculous. Of course it is. And silence means agreeing, doesn't it? Yeah. So why is it used? Why do we use how are you? We use it as a part of a greeting. It's a polite addition to the greeting when we say, for example, Hi, how are you? Or hello, how are you? Good morning, how are you, mister? Or something like that. It's just a universal phrase to use, even though sometimes maybe considered a bit cliched. Hang on, let me adjust the mic here. Oh no, I don't have any Michael here. No, 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 no Michael is here with me. It's the mic, um, microphone, you know? Let me adjust it so you get a better quality. Okay, this should be much better, much clearer. My sound should be much clearer, hopefully. Yeah, what was I talking about? Obviously, I was talking about the phrase, how are you? That it's a very good way and it has become customary over the years to, to use this phrase right after the words like hello, hi, or good morning, good afternoon, or even good evening. Of course, there is another possible use of this phrase, and that is, imagine you are at a party, you are a man, and there is a wonderful, attractive girl sitting at the bar. Maybe you had two beers, so you have courage to approach her. Yeah, but at the same time, you are a bit nervous. You don't want to be refused. You know, this is a pickup. Some rules apply here. You need to entertain the girl. You need to show her you are a good guy and you are a guy worthy of listening and worthy of looking at and maybe maybe even more. So you want to chat up the girl. So you, you, you go, you, you approach the girl and you struck up a conversation by saying, Hi, how are you? Okay, obviously this is where where your chances for for um, having a good night maybe end, of course, because, you know, the girl gets bored immediately. But sometimes when we don't know what to say, we can use this phrase, how are you? Maybe in some cases it works, but I mean, I think in majority, in majority instances, with especially with clever, attractive girls, you are doomed if you start the conversation like this, of course. Don't do it, listeners, don't. I have done this myself several times and it doesn't really work. Maybe you can use something different like, hi, uh, I have got a heart attack and you're the only person here who can really help me. Or, hello, I've got a very nice dog. Would you like me to show you? You can come around to my house. Okay, I don't think this works either. Or if you if you go, can I buy you a drink? No, this doesn't work as well. You need to come up with something really spontaneous and original. Yeah, and who can come up with something original and spontaneous after two or three beers? If you hadn't had any beers, then it means you wouldn't get the courage to approach her. So it's like a, it's like a circle. It's like a never-ending loop. And unless you are this super model, super kind of attractive fit guy, you have no chance of getting the girl this way by just just by um, just by using the phrase how are you even though it is so much used and i hear it every time i'm somewhere out i can hear it from all the guys around me and honestly everybody like 99% of guys right after they start the conversation this way 
they refused. Game over for them, straight away. So I don't recommend to use this phrase for such a social occasion. Please don't do it. Guys, don't use the phrase, how are you, when you want to win, uh, win the heart of an attractive girl. Don't. Unless you are this kind of super attractive bodybuilder, handsome, tall, with big wallet or something like that. Now, there are a lot of questions that sort of arise when we're talking about this phrase. First of all, are we genuinely interested in how the person is? Do we expect the answer? Do we want the answer? When somebody asks you, how are you? Do you want, do you want him to know how you really are? Do you, do you want this guy to ask you? Are you interested in asking when you're asking, how are you? Do you really want to know how the person is? Or from the opposite point of view, do we feel like answering? You know, do we feel like answering when somebody asks us? Are we in the mood to answer? Maybe we are really sad or unhappy or even grieving or I don't know. Maybe we, we just uh, we just had a bad day. And then somebody is asking us how we are. Well, obviously we are shit. Excuse me for using this word. It will never happen again here on this podcast. Maybe we are not feeling really well. And why, you know, why would we show our feelings this way? Okay, maybe there would be some instances we really want where we, when we are really interested in how the person is. Maybe we have the feelings for the person. Maybe we are concerned about his or her health. So in such case, we are really interested in hearing back from the person. But uh, in most of the cases, I think there is no point uh, in asking this because we don't really want to know how the person is. We are, we are selfish people. You know, we are humans. Come on, come on, put your hand on your heart. We are all selfish. We are not interested unless they are our really close friends or family members. Are we really interested how our boss is? No, not really. Are we really interested how um, our drunken partner who just sat at the table is when, when we are asking him, hi, how are you? No, of course we are not. It's just the social convention to use this phrase. Okay? And at this point, something has to be made clear. It is customary, it is conventional in Britain to use such phrase or in English-speaking countries in general or maybe all over the world when English is spoken but it's not really used in Czech in the Czech Republic when somebody asks you Yaksemash meaning how are you in Czech it, you would think this person is just out of his mind you would think he has gone mental or something maybe he has run away from a mental institution or he has gone mad really why would somebody ask you how you are of course you are bad of course you are terrible and awful because you are checks this is how we feel this is um this is our negative attitude when somebody asks us how we are we we don't really feel like answering positively because in czech nobody is really fine and if you are fine you want to hide this feeling of course or somebody would uh, be envious of this you know and never ask you again maybe or ask you with, with sarcasm in tone. So when somebody asks you how you are, you are really suspicious about this person's intention. 
this person's true intention. Because we are very negative people, especially in this. Maybe it's because, maybe we are even not so negative, it's just the approach. Um, we have this special approach, better see the negative things and then be surprised, better expect the negative things and then be surprised with some positive outcomes. Maybe this is because we stick to this approach, maybe. Maybe I should stop using the word maybe. I've just noticed that maybe I have started overusing the word maybe and maybe it's time to find some, some substitute for the word maybe. Maybe it could be perhaps. Okay, please, Zdeněk, do something with about this. Maybe it's too much of maybe here on this podcast. Okay, 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 sorry. Sorry, I had to do this. Uh, I was kind of becoming mad about my, my own way of speaking and overusage of this uh, word that shan't be spoken about anymore on this podcast. So my point is that it, in the Czech Republic this phrase is not so much used as, as in Great Britain, for example. But if you, look at the, uh, if you look at this problem from another point of view, mm, I mean, they ask you in Britain, how are you? And everybody answers, I'm fine. Are they really always that fine, you know? Aren't they a little bit pretending to be fine? Are they answering honestly? Isn't this just, isn't this just a, a convention fixed uh, template? Like a pattern that you have to hold on to? If somebody asks you, how are you? You have to say, I'm fine. Otherwise, you know, it's just uh, you have broken maybe a rule of social uh, behavior or something. I don't know, really. And then what's the point in using it when being dishonest? But honesty is the best policy. Honesty is a, is a good virtue. And if people are dishonest, we don't really like that, do we? All right. Perhaps this is too much of rambling on again here on this podcast. Yeah, but I just wanted to raise several questions. I just wanted to question the whole concept of using this phrase, how are you, a little bit. There are obviously more ways how to say how are you in English. This is not the only way. You can say, how are you doing? Or you can say, how have you been? Or how is it going on? Or you can just say, what's up? Which is a, a bit slangish though. Or you can say even more slangish phrase, which is, all right, you're right. You alright, mate? The last phrases they would use in London, in Eastern London, when they speak, where they speak Cockney, which is kind of a dialect. And I would love to devote future podcasts, at least one episode, to Cockney dialect. Because some of my students uh, asked me for this at yesterday's barbecue. And I think this is a pretty amazing subject. And of course, uh, Luke from Luke's English Podcast, he does a lot uh, in terms of Cockney. He can even speak Cockney dialect and uh, he uses Cockney dialect in, in his sort of stories like Pingorilla story and so on. So this is nothing new, but I have got some personal experience with Cockney people. It's first-hand experience. I used to live in Eastern London. I used to work among some Cockneys. So I'm going to speak about Cockney dialect in future for sure. So these were like alternative phrases uh, which you can use for saying how are you uh, so that you are a bit more 
flexible as far as the language is concerned a bit more original but obviously if you just keep using the phrase how are you it won't do any harm as this is the most used phrase anyway so uh, this was just the usual approach and maybe we could have a look at this whole phenomenon from a different totally different angle you know as humans we tend to get to different states of mind during our day maybe during our life or week so uh, it's we are talking about various emotions we can carry during our speech and it of course it applies even to the phrase how are you so uh, when we feel ill we might say <coughs> excuse me how are you or something like that it kind of difficult for us to even say the phrase right not really nice or we might feel a bit sleepy you know when you wake up in the morning maybe Monday morning and you are about to go to work oh, how are you or if you're tired maybe you have had a demanding day you have had a good workout in the gym or something like that so you would say how are you or maybe you feel bored then you would go like how are you like totally disinterested in the subject in the person or just the opposite when you're excited maybe you're looking forward to a party or something how are you or a wonderful football match maybe maybe the derby or, or the final of Champions League how are you something like that or you might feel sexy like naughty and then you would go how are you or you might feel being threatened and you would go how are you or like scared you know how are you please don't kill me or the opposite you want to be threatening you then you would say how are you how are you or something like this or you might feel desperate and you would say how are you how are you you know on the verge of crying or you might feel nervous then you would say how are you there would be a bit of stammering maybe you know or you might be drunk which is something that happens uh, to a lot of people around me a lot so then you would go how are you how are you how are you I don't know if this is the right example if you're if you want to learn from the master how to say how are you when you're drunk you you should consult the Czech politician Miroslav Kalousek who will certainly help you with uh, with this he will give you advice on how to do this because he he likes to speak uh, publicly when he's drunk apparently and personally I think he's really good at this if you look at the phrase how are you from an elementary point of view from from the point of view of learners who start with English um, for some reason it is difficult for them to understand that this phrase can be used for all persons so you don't have to be asking just the person uh, you 
you know the second person singular but you can be speaking you you can be speaking about the third person singular to somebody else for example you can ask how is she how is he this kind of thing you wouldn't believe how many little children have difficulties with understanding this concept everybody knows how are you it's uh, automatized everybody can say this but not many children can say how is he or how is she to ask about somebody's friends technically you can even ask how are you yourself uh, that is first per person singular and th this would go how am i the question is why would you ask yourself how you are that's kind of strange maybe you are a social freak you know like a geek who doesn't have many friends and who needs to talk to himself in order to enjoy some social life someone might object against the usage of the phrase how are you saying that it is cliche it is a cliche a cliche is a, an overused expression in a language which lost its effectivity and uh, people started hating it because it was used too much simply I don't think this applies in this particular case because obviously this fulfills the social function it uh, it is still effective to use the phrase how are you it's not a fad in a language it was always in it is still in and it will always be in I suppose just to give you an example of a cliche last uh, in the last no, it wasn't the last, it was the episode before the last episode, which was called Animal Idioms. I used the expression, it's raining cats and dogs. And uh, if you listen to the latest episode of Luke's English podcast, in this episode he's actually explaining that this uh, expression is not much used nowadays in England. It's a, it has become a bit old-fashioned and uh, it's a cliche. Not many people actually use it. Is the English teachers and the speakers of English who are non-natives who use it a lot. Personally, I think this is because this phrase is quite memorable. Easy to memorize, if you know what I mean. Now, I've been talking about the phrase, how are you for... And I haven't once spoken about a typical response to how are you, which is, uh, after all, a question. So, a question should demand an answer. So a typical answer is obviously, I'm fine. This is the most typical one. It's a coincidence that in Czech we, we say the same. We say, mom se fine, which is rather interesting. The spelling is different, but the pronunciation is the same. Anyway, uh, of course, there are more ways of answering this question, how are you? You can say, I'm very well, I'm well. You can always add thanks, by the way, or thank you. So it will go. I'm very well, thank you very much. Or you can say, I'm all right. Or just, if you, if you are even better than well, you can say, I'm brilliant, excellent. I am, I guess, even wonderful. And as I have said before, we don't use much the negative responses, but you, you could say, I'm so-so, which means you don't really feel really well. Or you could say, I have been better. It's kind of an uh, understatement in a way because you're suggesting that you're not feeling really well at all. 
but it's an understatement. It means it doesn't sound so rough. It doesn't sound so strong when you say, I have been better. If you prefer American English, you could say, I'm awesome, or even I'm good, which doesn't seem to be grammatically correct, but sometimes even grammatically incorrect uh, language bits have become uh, recognized as far as the language is concerned. It's, it, goes, it goes without saying that, for example, the phrase long time no see is grammatically incorrect, but it, it was uh, a phrase which was invented or coined by Indians, by American native Indians, because they couldn't speak English very well. And it became so popular that it started to be used as acknowledged part of the language. Now, I'd like to give you some situations in which maybe it's not the best idea to use this phrase at all. For example, when we know that the person is not really doing well, especially if it's your close friend or relative. Uh, unless, uh, of course, we hate that person and we want, it, we want to be sarcastic or just nasty, then obviously you can go for it, although it's not very nice. Of course, uh, as I said before, it's not the best idea to chat up to chat up a girl who deserves a different treatment. It's rather a girl which is attractive. In such case, being nice doesn't really help, uh, especially when we are nervous or we use the phrase just because we don't know what else to say. To such girls, we need to be innovative and inventive and uh, spontaneous and funny and interesting and sometimes even bad boys or have a lot of money in our bank account of course so in a nutshell the phrase how are you won't simply do another instance in which the you know it's not a good idea to use this phrase is when the person ha uh, hates answering answering to some questions so if you ask too many questions this person uh, simply sees red or uh, this person has some psychological problems so if you if you it's like a mach machine gun of questions hello what's your name how are you Wh what are you doing tonight are you free tonight would you like to go for coffee sometimes you don't you don't want to answer some such questions and uh, some people they are uh, susceptible uh, or vulnerable to hearing such questions. So instead of saying, hi, how are you? You should just say, hi, I hope you are well, something like that. Because the question mark at the end makes the person really uneasy. Or similar occasion would be if you are, for example, an Arsenal London fan and you meet um, a Tottenham Hotspur fan for those of you who don't understand, we're talking football here now, not ice hockey. So you meet this football fan, yeah, and what's more, you're wearing a jersey of a t-shirt of Jack Wilshere, uh, the future captain of Arsenal. Of course, this person can't take it if he's a Spurs, Spurs fan. So uh, if you ask him, how are you, you would get a punch in the face at the best. And the very last case, in which it's, it's not advisable to say how are you is when the person you are talking to doesn't speak English, which you, which you sometimes can tell from just looking at the person, but 
on the other hand I don't think so because English is nowadays global language number one and a lot of people can speak English and uh, a lot of people maybe at first sight not looking like people with ethnicities from English-speaking countries might actually surprise you because maybe they have studied English or maybe they are immigrants or something like that. So don't judge by appearance, don't judge the book by its cover, as we say in English. I think we are getting to an end of this episode of podcast, which I don't know if it was useful for you or not, but it was an attempt, it was an experiment. I want to do different sorts of podcast episodes. So this one was about the phrase, how are you? And uh, some kind of analysis, which, which I uh, designed. So before we finish, maybe, maybe I could tell you one more thing, and that is that it makes a good impression if you learn the phrase how are you in different languages, because then if you speak to these people who speak these languages as native speakers, you, you might get some positive feedback and they might be surprised or you might make new, new friends, because it, it uh, makes a great impression. So, for example, if you say we get as Ihnen, that's in German, we get as Ihnen. Como estás should be in Spanish. Um, Sava is in French, as far as I'm concerned. And Cagdiela would be in Russian. And there is one more I remember, and that is in um, Slovakian, and it is Ako Samaj, Ako Samaj which is like uh, very similar to Czech, Jak Semaj. Oh, and I would almost forget about Kefhel, an Arabic version of How Are You? Okay, so guys, I hope this episode was at least a little bit interesting for you. And if not, and perhaps next time I'll try to do something else and maybe it will be more successful. You know, there is one uh, phrase which one character from a famous TV series, I think it is Futurama, uh, says a lot. He says, I have a bad feeling about this. Is it from Futurama or is it from Mighty Bush? I'm not really sure. I think maybe it might be from Mighty Bush, but this is exactly how I feel. I have a bad feeling about this episode. But you know what? If you want to do good episodes, you have to sometimes make the rubbish ones, you know, so that you compensate. You must keep some balance. Uh, if everything is good, there is nothing better to look forward to. And if some episodes are bad, obviously uh, the following ones can be only be better. So there is something to look forward to. Yeah, it's a, it's a good philosophy I have just devised. I have to praise myself at the end of the podcast because no one does it for me anyway. So that's it. That's how I end this podcast episode. And... Uh, Next time, I think I might uh, do an episode about mosquitoes because, uh, after all, this is something that really annoyed me yesterday at the barbecue to which I was invited by my students. And I thought it would be a wonderful subject, especially since I got some comments on my new dictaphone, which I bought yesterday about mosquitoes, specifically about mosquitoes. Wonderful subject, isn't it? Could be, could be more successful than how are you anyway? Okay, that's it guys from me. Bye!